Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The game is over. The Rebels have won. I'm Paul John Dykes. This is the Axom post-match bulletin. And today I'm joined by Kev McCluskey, Liam Carrigan and Lawrence Conley for the big one. Lawrence, we did it. Never in doubt, mate. Never in doubt. They were never going to out-football us. They showed a bit of fight. But let's let's be honest or not, they couldn't really live us in terms of football. You know, we got 3-1 ahead, we should have made, made the change a wee bit earlier then and just closed it out. This, this was their everything for the season. They had to win, mate. And, you know, they were fighting for everything and they still come up short. The way I see it, Liam, I'm not a tactical genius by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it all came down to shape. Uh, we spoke at halftime, many of the commenters agreed with us. Moy wasn't at the races today, doesn't make him a bad player. Circumstances were that he's just been thrown back in. You take him off and bring on a water and we get our noses in front. Then we take control of the game at 3-1. At that point, we change shape with a couple of changes. They come back into it. We then go back to our recognised shape and we see the game out. Liam, is it as simple as that? Uh, probably, yes. I really, I really do think it is. Um, we, The only time we looked vulnerable at any point in that game was when the the formation was in flux, if you like. Yeah, aye. Um, so, yeah, I really do think that um, that's a lesson we need to carry forward now is look, stick to the, you know, switch out personnel, but we need to try and keep the shape the same. Um, I mean, I noticed as well, like towards the end, uh, that breakaway chance that O had, where he cut it back, we well, tried to cut it back, but there was nobody else there. 
And it's like, I'm thinking, has he mentally forgot that Kyogo's not in the park anymore? <laughs> it's like, because that's where, exactly where Kyogo should be if he was still on the park, you know? Yeah, I mean, as I say, Kevin, at half time, I don't think we were panicking. There was a bit of stuffing knocked out of us because of the timing of the Rangers equaliser. Um, but I think we were all in agreement. I mean, Lawrence would have started with Iwata. And by the way, with hindsight, when you see the performance, the more you, you tend to agree with that. Before the game, I saw it as a bit of a risk. But when Iwata comes on, you know, it, there's a coolness, there's a composure that we've been talking about. And I know he's only had the one start, but he showed that today in the biggest game he's going to play in domestic football. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's impressed every game that he's played so far, Iwata. And you can see why he was voted or awarded was it the most valuable player in the J-League last season. He's a class player. He's definitely got it. Um I went with Moy in my team for this game and I would stick by the decision to go with him to start uh, based on, I'm thinking, Angie's only playing him if he's fit enough to play and if he believes he's he's shown enough in training that he's he's able to play in that game because we know that Moy on his day is a fantastic player. He wasn't on his day today. He was miles off the pace. Um, he should probably have come off at half-time if we've been honest because he just, he looked, he just looked off it. But yeah, once Iwata comes on, he did he did what I thought Moy would do in that sense, and that he was that common influence. Mm. He was giving the ball away a lot less <laughs> than Moy did in the first forty-five minutes, and he just he gave us a that bit more of a a base in the midfield to to develop our attacks from. So yeah, I mean, I'm still going to say I'd, I'd probably I'm taking the risk on Moy to start with, but again, what a player you've got to come off the bench. And that's something that Ange was commenting on again in his uh, pre-match was, you know, yeah, first 11 is has to be strong, but he also thinks about the 11 that ends the game. <laughs> so if you're able to go in and, and identify that yeah, one of our players isn't playing well, we're bringing on another player, the quality level at worst isn't going to drop and there's a good chance it's going to increase. It definitely boosts your chances of winning a game. And, and Iwata was a big influence in helping us do that in the second half. Yeah, spot on. I mean, I think at half time we try our best not to be harsh on any individual. And um, at half time we spoke about Moy, but it was really clear, even on the forty six minute Lawrence, that he was kind of dying on his feet. He, he gave gave away a really cheap foul and got booked for it. And you're looking at him at that stage, thinking, you know, if you're going to hook somebody at half time, it could be detrimental to the individual. But it wasn't until Awata came on the ball you would have started. Incidentally, it wasn't until he came on that I think we started to get a foothold back in the game, Lawrence. Yeah, I think once Awata came on, you know, we got control in the midfield, didn't we? He looks... You can see why he was the best player in Japan. I've written this down, Lawrence. I wrote this down when he came on. Have we now got control of the midfield? Question for what? Lawrence. <laughs> yes, mate. I think we did. Uh, Listen, I'm happy Moy gave away that free kick, you know, or, or got booked because he should have stood up better to the challenges, maybe a bit tired, but at that point, you know, they're on the break. It's a, a decent yellow card to give away, I thought. And uh, I, I thought it was Burnaby on the break that, that was squaring it then, not all. Uh, yeah, it was Burnaby, eh? Yeah, it was. Come on, you can uh, do it against Hearts. Yeah. If you can do it against Hearts, surely, surely they should be hit putting the laces through that. But I want to look great. And I, I think. The, the one player we had concerns about in the midfield was Matt O'Reilly. I, I think it was a poor free kick to give away first half, but outside of that, I thought he had a great game for us. He did. 
He did. And, and you know, at half time, we were talking about that as well. I, I know this wasn't um, specifically down to Awata, but you look at the change 60 minutes, Awata comes on, 61 minutes, Kyogo uh, gets us 2 1 ahead. But he, he certainly did. And right up to the 3 1, um, I thought we were, I'm not going to say cruising it because it's almost as if you're becoming complacent there. But we looked in control of the game uh, between, you know, going 2 1 and 3 1 up. And then we very quickly made that double change which changed the shape and as Liam says we were in a kind of state of flux five minutes late we lose the goal and it becomes a bit edgy again uh, Ridiculizer, um, I'm going to bring this up because yeah it's a fantastic win for Celtic there's no coming back from this uh, from for Rangers 12 points ahead superior goal difference Celtic are going to win this league and um Sometimes it is important, even in times like this, to have a look at some of the decisions that were made. Barisic with the rear uh, naked choke on Haksabanovic. Th- there was a lot of really bizarre decisions today, I think, uh, from the officials. I don't want to labour it, but it was a really poor performance by them, Kevin. Yeah, it's one of those ones, again, like, we've just won the game, so I don't really want to talk about the officials too much either. Unfortunately, at times, they make us... I think I think Clancy lost it when he booked Carter Vickers right at the start because that kind of laid down a marker of what was and what was not going to be a yellow card in this game. Mm-hmm. It was a rash challenge by Carter Vickers, but I agreed with what Lawrence was saying at half-time. I'm not sure he actually made contact or meaningful contact with Morelos. And he's going down knowing that if he goes down clutching his, his ankle or whatever, he's going to get a yellow card. And they did that a few times in the game. A few kind of non-challenges that going down, trying to get yellows. There was one, I think, with uh, McGregor shortly after Katowicz's yellow card. And there McGregor is running 40 yards down the pitch to try and get a yellow card. So I think they were at it all game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because of that one, then there was a few challenges that's gone in that <laughs> he's then had to award yellow cards for. The one, uh, the double booking on... McGregor and Raskin was a joke. Uh, if anything, uh, you know, and again, Lawrence pointed this one out, Raskin's motioned his head towards McGregor twice. And twice. Never. It doesn't really make contact. It's not what you're going to class as a headbutt. But that's the instigator behind all of that. Uh, and, make, and McGregor's booking is one of those ones just to even it up, I think, and that coming together. But yeah, a few of the challenges that then came in later on that were a bit, a bit rash, a bit harsh. Taylor got some treatment in the game, McGregor did. Mm. Um, and really only going the one way for a while. Because I think there's a point where we were at sitting at four or five yellows. They made four or five fouls and they weren't all yellow card offences. So, yeah, not the best refereeing performance. Um, but then, I think again, um, Liam pointed it out at half time as well. We might have got away with one. With uh, with Morelos's goal, because I was going to ask you to have you watched it back yet? I've, I've I've watched it back, and I still think I think if it happens at the other end, we're claiming for a goal, and that's that's where I think we get we've gotten away with it. There's definitely shot tugging in the both of them. The last action is a push by Morelos on Johnston, mm-hmm. but if that's up at the other end and it goes against us, I think we're going to be upset. Right, so well, I think we got we got off with that one. Lawrence and I were were. Um... Obviously, an agreement at half time. Kevin's not changed his mind. Liam, have you changed your mind on that? Morello's goal. Uh, it was chopped off. Yeah. 
Yeah, because to hell with that three one we rat. No, no. What I think, having watched it back, is I have a clearer understanding now of why the decision was given. But I do think it is one of those that can go either way, um, especially given how inconsistent the referee was with enforcing things throughout the entire yeah. match. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing which struck me, just to, I don't want to dwell on it, but to talk about the referee for a second. The one thing which really stuck out to me, which I'm, I'm sure you guys picked up on as well, was the difference in the referee's body language when he was talking to different players, right? Um, when Rangers players were surrounding him or when Alan McGregor ran 40 yards for his goal to demand somebody get carded, the ref was like, OK, guys, calm down. It's all right. It's all right. I'll handle it. Calm down. He's talking to them very kind of diplomatically. Mm-hmm. When a Celtic player does the same thing, he's like, right, you go. And he's like, He's motioning to them the kind of school headmaster approach, and I'm like, how how do we not? How do people not see this and just be like, this is there's obviously something no right here, you know? No, it's a good point. Uh, it really is a good point. That McGregor one as well. That was just embarrassing. I mean, yeah. when the the decision was was made against Morelos, uh, I had the misfortune. Uh, I actually had two commentaries running at the same time uh, because the Celtic TV one was running on time, and I was watching it on a different. Uh, broadcaster, let's just say, and uh, they were going on about how embarrassing the decision was to chop the goal off. I think there was a a lot more embarrassing about um, Alan McGregor's get-up. The boots had to go with the kit as well, and also that 40-yard sprint to to try and get somebody booked, Liam. That was a wee bit more embarrassing for me from Mm. a professional footballer uh, that we keep getting reminded has has played 500 games for the same club. I'll tell you, he's played some amount of games every single season in the last few years then, I'll tell you that much. Now, let's talk (laughs) about the goals, okay? Because it's it's got to be positive. We'll go 2-1 up. Um, after an hour, Lawrence Conley, Kyogo, 28th goal of the season. Jota, though, was the architect of that chance, wasn't he? Yeah, but, but listen, Kyogo, we know he's lethal. Uh, you know, Rangers might look and say it was a couple of mistakes, gave us a couple of their goals, but you know, knows he's in front again. It's what we expect from Kyogo, isn't it? We expect goals from him. But uh, I've probably changed my mind on that uh, Barella's goal, though, mate. Because, you know, he raised his hands and shoved them. That's what Cal McGregor get a yellow card for. Mm-hmm. That's true. You, you, you know, where, where's your consistency there? You know, if it's a yellow card for pushing, is it a yellow card for pushing? Apparently not. But uh, the, the hacks of Anovich, arm round somebody's neck, no booking. And th- there was non-existence free kicks getting given. Mm-hmm. And, and, and throw-ins, it was patently coming off. Sometimes, you know, we, we got a, th- a throw and it wasn't ours. But more often than not, you're going, that's a corner or a throw to us. Or a, there's just not a free kick there. So I thought, oh, you know, he's been down on his knees, the ball's hit off him, and they've given a free kick. Well, for what? Well, what are you giving a free kick? The ball's played off him. There's the one with Jota in the second half when um, he's sliding in to make the challenge and the ball comes off his chest. His chest, yeah. And he's given us a handball. Now, there were so many times when we were wanting to take a quick goal kick that they stopped the play to have a VAR check on something that didn't happen. Why can they not have a VAR check on that incident? You know, again, it seems to be the inconsistencies of when they even want to apply VAR, when they want to use it. I thought it was for clear and obvious, and what they're using it for is, oh, was this a corner? Was this a goal kick? Mm. Basically, can we just frustrate Celtic and slow down that, slow down an attack? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing the ref didn't do. We were pressing quite well today, 
Look, when we had a free kick, they would have Tillman standing three or four yards away. The ref's not telling him to go back. He's not booking him for not retreating back to 10 yards. So, you know, the, 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 the press is further on on top. He's closing the options out. Because the ref should be having a word with him and saying, look, so if you don't get back, you're going to get a card here. But he just kept, you know, kind of let that go throughout the game. But, you know, I, I think our third goal probably shows McGregor's finished as a keeper. Oof, he was throwing a caravan trying to get there, wasn't no, he? He was. <laughs> he, he, he definitely was. <clears throat> I mean, when, when you look at the contribution of Kyogo uh, last season, and, and I know that, that Liam was uh, more aware than most uh, about this player before he came to Celtic Park, um, his contribution last season, season was phenomenal. And I think he, he probably missed the equivalent of about three months throughout the season. This campaign, he's had more of a run of it and he's got 28 goals. He's not allowed the World Cup disappointment to affect his performance or his approach to the games. Um, he could easily have scored a hat-trick today. There was a couple of other occasions where you thought he might have scored as well. Um, but at, at that point, Liam, that is that kind of player you need at that stage to get your, your nose back in front and completely change the dynamic um, of where we were with this game if you compare the mood at half time to when Kyogo scores that because the minute he scores that goal Liam you're thinking we're winning this we are not going to lose yeah. this game yeah I mean the thing is as well to think to, to just to look at the goal specifically now you can talk about the Rangers defender making the mistake whatever but when Kyogo gets that ball there's still two defenders and a goalkeeper between him and the goal <laughs> that you know, and he doesn't have that much time to think about it. He, literally, the ball comes to him and he just smashes it into the net without even thinking about it. And, you know, that is the mark of a truly great striker. It's just like, it's instinctive. He doesn't have to, like, trap the ball or take a touch or think. It's just like, there's the goal, bang, in you go, that'll do. You know, that's the that is the class that, that, that he has. And it's just such a, it's such a joy to watch. Um, he really is just such a joy to watch as a player. Um, but, you know, thinking about the two goals, have you ever seen a match where both centre-backs have, like, sold to Chelsea in the same game? Cause I, don't, oh. I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I know. And, and by the way, it's one thing making that mistake. But as, as you say, Liam, you've got to be as decisive and clinical as Kyogo was. We spoke mm. a few weeks ago, Kevin, you do uh, many of the... The, the match day uh, bulletins and we were speaking about what where can he take this as, as an individual where can he take his goals tally this season uh, at 28 you would think he's probably looking at 35 as a, as a kind of benchmark and it's been a long time since the Celtic player scored as many goals as 35 in a season and he's well he's got let's say nine games left seven in the league two in the cup I know he could definitely get there. He'll he'll um he'll hit thirty for sure. And thirty-five is not a unrealistic target. But um I'm I'm gonna take a little moment to kinda blow my own trumpet or whatever you want to say in this one, because in the pre match, when we're going through their team, I've said I don't fancy their centre backs. Both yeah. of them, Davis and Sitter, and they're both at fault for the goals. 
I don't get many things right when I do these shows. So when I do, I want to. You've got to highlight them. It. You've got to highlight so them. I, Kevin. Exactly. I've, th- this is my highlight reel. That one moment, I think, is it. But Superb. I, the two of them, I thought, you know, as much as Focal um, have a go at Starfelt, and he does generally make at least one hairy moment in a game when mistaken a game. He was good today. I'll be yeah. sure. <laughs> I yep. don't think he did. Um, but as much as people will have a go at him, you look at those two, and if that's the performances they're putting in, kind of week in, week out, I know Suter's only played his second game, but if that's what Davis is doing week in, week out, then... Thank God we didn't see him. Exactly, you know? And there was a big the big thing that we really should have gone, got him, that he was one that got away. I think we've dodged a bullet with that one, because oh God. His, his reaction to that second goal was, it's comical. He'd got two chances to clear it, or he's got one chance to clear it and another to shepherd the ball out for a corner kick, which kills the danger. Then said he's just um he's just and unless, an of it. Unless you're, Sorry, you the thing is as well, spends half the day looking at his hair and fixing his hair. Unless you're like Paolo Maldini and you've got a wee hairband or something, you know, it's just constant. Um and that would frustrate the life out of me if you've just sold the jerseys as well. Um Aye, Jota, talking the hair, we'll get to Jota as well. But before we do that, Kevin, I think you raise a really good point about Starfelt, right? How many times after the game, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the performance and I had to mention, ah, but, you know, Starfelt had a wee moment of madness where he's made two mistakes. Uh, I'll come to you first, Lawrence. Starfelt, let's talk about his performance. He, it's, it's probably going to go under the radar, but um, he was pretty solid today, Carol yeah. Starfelt. Solid, yeah, again. You know, it's the exception to the rule when he makes a mistake. I, I, I think he's a cracking player. I think it takes an undue amount of abuse. Uh, you know, and, and him and Carter Vickers are probably the, the rock upon w- w- which Celtic are built at the moment. Mm. They, they are brilliant at the back for us. Carter mm-hmm. Vickers was, was the slacker of the two today, I would say. With some passing and... But, unusually, unusually. You know, yep. Carol Starfield had to bail him out. Remember, you know, he was shot uh, with a back pass. But, yeah, another cracking performance for Starfield. And... I know the press like to have a go at Celtic centre-halves. It seems to be a perennial subject for them, how we've got a bomb, one of our centre-halves as a bomb scare. More often than not, it's just not true. You know, yeah, they make a mistake. They're playing in the SPL you know, for a reason, but he, he's a decent centre-half, and I think we'll do well we hold on to him this summer. He's one of the players, uh, Liam, that there's a lot of uh, talk about him when he's maybe made a mistake. So I think Johnny Ryan comes in and makes a very good point. Uh, Let's talk about him when he plays well. So well, in fact, that his performance probably goes under the radar a lot of the time. Aye, I mean, defenders and goalkeepers as well are a bit like that in the sense that often the fact that you haven't really noticed them means they've had a good game. Um, I mean, another thing which we're kind of forgetting about is Joe Hart makes a superb save from Morelos at one each. He does, which, yeah. If that goes in, the <laughs> game could be completely different. Because um, they had that wee five minutes at the start of the second half where they were kind of having a right go at us. And that save was crucial in turning that tide. Um, but yeah, Starfelt was excellent today. Like like, um, like Lauren says, I think he had a better game than Carter Vickers did. Um uh, but Alistair Johnson was man of the match for me. He's just—he was just into everything today, flying into every tackle, fearless, fighting for every ball, chasing things down. He was—he was everywhere. He, he, he was, was unplayable today. Oh, he was frightening, frankly good. Liam, when I grow up, I want to be Alistair Johnson. <laughs> 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 
other the other week there, I said he was my man of the match, and I'm going to say he was my man of the match again today. Uh, Lane R, AJ, and absolutely ten ten out of ten. Looking forward to seeing more of Awata. Yeah, you know Lawrence wanted him to start. He, he comes in and looks so so composed that it's hard to argue with that now. Certainly, uh, John Sweeney. We made it hard for ourselves. The reason I'm bringing this up, right? We did make it hard for ourselves. We got the three points in Champions again. I think it, it also shows, right, things weren't really going to plan. But we had enough in terms of the ingenuity. We had enough in terms of the, the, the quality on the bench. And we had enough with regards to Ange Postacoglu being able to identify Kevin. This isn't working. Let's change it again. Now, our previous manager, right, never ever did that. If things weren't working, it was like, right, let's just hope it, you know, it just works out itself. Ange Postacoglu identified very quickly when he made the two changes, when he brought on all but kept Kyogo in the park understandably, because the wee guy's going for a hat-trick and he's having a great game, right? But the, the shape was completely wrong at that stage, so he changes it back, and then we get back into our groove. So it's about being able to adapt in-game, Kevin. The in-game management was key today. And it has been since Ange took over. It's one of his key strengths, I think. It was something that we spoke about when he first came in that um, was said to be lacking, I think, in what he was doing. That was because he didn't have the personnel. Now he's got his players in, he's got the squad together, and you just see the little tweaks that he makes every now and again that just turn the game in our favour. Yeah. You know, the the guy the guy that he replaced would his change would have been to switch the wingers and that would have been it. Mm-hmm. And then just hope that something worked. Ange makes his changes, he takes makes a personnel change and keeps things the same because he's bring, he's taken off an underperforming player and bringing on someone that he knows is going to give us that extra few percent and take us forward again. I think he I think he made the right change actually with his uh, formation change at the time when he kept Kyogo on because they were there for the taking and that gave us a bit more attacking impetus on the pitch at the time. It didn't work in hindsight and as soon as Andrew notices that it doesn't, he changes it back, he gets us back to that steady shape that we know <laughs> and we've, we've closed the game out. And he does that time and time again. He just makes subtle little changes here and there, or in some cases, bigger changes like that one. But his uh, his ability to ma- man manage a game is second to none at the moment. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been hearing from Jared, Liam, your um, co-presenter on Celtic Down Under, how he has been known to play a formation that looks like that, the 4-2-2-2 formation. Um, yeah. And that's what it looked like here. But at the time, like Kevin says, you're no moaning at the time. You're thinking, all right, we're, we're comfortable enough to do this. But uh, then it, it makes then sense it doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then it doesn't work and it changes it. I mean, that adaptability is key. He's not digging his heels and thinking, no, I'm right. I, I've not made the wrong choice here. That's, that's the thing about Ange, which I think it makes him different from from previous Celtic managers of recent years, because I think it's not just a Neil Lennon problem, I think it was a Brendan Rodgers problem as well. The idea that, like, I know what I'm doing, this is my way, that's it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, Ange is humble enough to say, right, I'm going to try this. Ah, no working, right, I'll try something else. And he's got the humility to actually say, okay, I made the wrong call there. At the end of the day, when he, when, when he kept he'll go on, we all agreed that was the right thing to do. But... Ultimately, as, as Kevin says, it didn't didn't quite work out the way we wanted it to. But um, I think that it's going to be interesting because tomorrow, you know that the headlines in the papers are all going to be oh three two. You know, it's only one goal in it. Rangers are closing <laughs> the gap. It's, yeah. No, just no. Right. <laughs> let's let's look at it the other way. Celtic did not play 
the way as you know, we did not play anywhere near our peak. We played well today, but we didn't play anywhere near our peak, right? Rangers played as well as they can with that squad, and three two does not tell the true story of the game, right? We should have scored more goals today. We should have beaten them by more than one, and the gap is as big as it's ever been, and it's only going to get bigger because they are they are a shambles. <laughs> they are an absolute shambles. I would say I think they'll take a lot of heart for that for them semi final because you, you know the last two games there's only been a goal in it and, and I get that we gave away two cheap goals today and an overload in the back post should never happen and I don't even know if it's a, a free kick but anyway you know that's their second and then cheap free kick for the first but they showed a lot more fight than I thought they had in them but that's probably as well as I've seen them play and as poor as I've but, seen us play and, that, that's and a final game, loss. just just to just to counteract that right. I think it goes the other way because they have they have they've laid it all out on the pitch today, and it still wasn't enough. So oh, that's uh, got, they, they, that they, they can mentally destroy you as well, you know. Yeah, I think they've, they've done it twice now. Yeah. Sorry, that's the, the last two games against them that they've given it everything and they've played as as well as they can possibly play in both of those games. And at the end, of it, we've come out and won, and we've won a cup final, which stopped any momentum swing to go their way. I mean, basically won the league today as well, which kills them. It must it, do. It does, it does. But you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate here because there's nothing that Lawrence and I like better than a wee ding-dong. Um, and there are genuine disagreements. But a wee note of caution, I think, is what Lawrence is saying here because we do have the big mm. cup game coming up. Um, and it is, you know, when you look at the three, I think this game, the cup final and the two each game, we weren't at our best, absolutely not. And and I agree with you, Liam. I think they put everything out there on that park today. It was their maximum. Um, at, however, you know, all it takes in that cup game is for one little decision to not go your way, like the Morelos goal, for example, and we're having mm. a completely different discussion. But, yeah, fair play, uh, Lawrence, you and I are not going to have an argument at full time. Um, I think that's a good point, you know. What today? Not today, anyway. I'm sure it will happen at some point between now and the end of the season. Um, Vince, three, uh, that was hard work. Yeah, it was, but I think what we're trying to do is give Ange the credit that he deserves for being able to identify when things weren't working um, and to, to completely change them around again. Scott Mason, sketchy but performance. Ben, said, we, we were still creating more chances. You know, Bernabe's... Yeah. Should hit that. We've got a couple other chances. I know. I know. The second goal we give away is really, really slack by us. It's really poor at the back post. Yeah, definitely. Really poor, really unlike us. Mm-hmm. You know, came, came from Johnson's position, but someone should have been back there helping him out. You know, they overloaded the back post. But, you know, it's three points, isn't it? The league's over. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the result was the important thing. Championi says Scott <laughs> Mason. No, you're right to, to make that point. Bernabe scores that fourth goal. And we're sitting here and we're feeling probably a wee bit even more buoyant than we already are. And the scoreline probably reflects the amount of chances that we had as well. Um, and we've also got to remember Dermo, uh, Celtic, Rabito, 12 points clear in the league and three points ahead in the Beal Cup. Go the boys. Um, yeah, well pointed out as well. Um, That's not we've... a hidden Beal Cup. It was Mickey Beal's in his head cup. Because Dermot's yeah. Oh, there you go then. Uh, there was that Sydney Cup game as well that didn't happen uh, against them. 3 1. Uh, we need to talk about Jota because I think there was a lot of talk around um, 
you know, leading up to this game about a different side to Jota. You know, he's a very entertaining player, great to watch. He's got all the skills. And what we had been saying, Liam, is that there was another element to his game where it was uh, rolling the sleeves up. And by the way, brilliant to see a guy actually wearing a long sleeve jersey like yourself, Liam, in the modern game. Normally they wear the Under Armour things, but he wears a long sleeve jersey, which I love being a bit of a traditionalist. And um, he showed a wee bit more of that fight. Uh, you know, coming into a game and he's maybe not playing that well, but still being able to get the goals for us, etc. And then all the talk going into this game about Jota on the wing and all the rest of it. What actually matters is he got the third goal. Um, and what a finish, by the way. That, again, like Liam, uh, Lawrence rather said earlier on, it was almost as if uh, McGregor was just giving up the ghost at that point. Uh, however, what an angle. Uh, Jota still had to negotiate to get the ball in the net. And I thought it was tremendous, as was his celebration, Liam. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the, again, similar to the Kyogo goal, you know, he does brilliant to make the run, get by the keeper. He's still got a hell of a lot to do to make that yeah. goal. You know, I mean, yeah. we watch it back and in real time, you think, oh, that's a tapping. But you know, the angle he's at, the speed he's going at, it takes a player of genuine quality to pull that off, and uh, he did. And uh, the celebration is just well, it's already an iconic image, isn't it? And it's it's going to be, you know. I, I, I'll bet that the uh, the Celtic marketing department are making up the prints of it to sell in the shop on Monday morning as we speak. You're only half joking, aye, definitely. Um, but yeah, let's talk a wee bit about uh, Jota, Kevin McCluskey. I mean, I thought that um, there was a moment in the first half that I thought, right, he's up for this today. Uh, there was two occasions where he's he's had uh, decent enough chances or shots at goal, rather. Um, and, you know, they've seen him as a danger. You can tell that. Every team is going to see him as a danger. But he's done enough for me today, uh, and he scores that that vital third goal to get our noses a wee bit uh, in front that we needed at that time. I thought Jot had a really good game today. Uh, I know there was a few comments that had come in kind of saying he was maybe quiet in the first half, but that was probably more than him just not getting the ball enough rather than him being quiet when he had it because every time he got the ball, he looked like he was going to do something. You know, uh, he'd debate he'd beat in the Barisic whether he was going down the line or whether he was cutting in field. They were doubling up on him at times, which was giving extra space to somebody like Johnston to get in the overlap. He was causing them real, real problems. And then in the second half, I felt he just stepped up another level again. Um, his involvement in the second goal is is incredible, I think. You know, it's, uh, it's his cross in the first place. It's not dealt with. Then he's the one that goes and puts the pressure on Davis and forces the error. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can't mm-hmm. be underestimated either. Because I think yep. if he doesn't go in and follow that up, Davis probably does just let it go and it's a corner and the chance is gone. Um, but he's in there, he's putting the pressure on, forces the mistake. What a finish by Kyogo. Like William said, it's just like, there's not a thought process behind that one. Or if it is, it's all done in like a, the blink of an eye. It's the ball's mm-hmm. there and I'm scoring. And he does. Uh, and then the the, uh, the third goal as well, just, that's that's a predator that's in there, you know, because he's just waiting for the mistake. And Sutter just hands it to him on a plate. It's a terrible pass. He doesn't even look to see that Jota's there. And again, as Liam's just said, he's got so much work to do still. When he gets there, he takes it around the keeper. It's such a tight angle. It's like Larson's 50th goal of the season at Ibrox that time. You know, the angle's so tight and he's got to get it just right. And he does. Um, this, this was his game, I think. You know, he's maybe not 
run the game in that kind of showboaty manner or the exhibitionist way that he sometimes does with his flicks and tricks and, and dominates the game that way. But if you look back at the key incidents, the key attacking incidents from a Celtic point of view, you'll find that he's there or thereabouts in every single one of them. And, uh, and that's what he brings. And he does, he brings now a bit more mental toughness, but also physical toughness, I think, to his game that he didn't have before. And he's becoming, over the last few months, just such an all-round attacking threat for us. Yeah, an all-round better player as a result of it, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. People don't like talking about uh, winning things until the, the trophy's in your hands, Lawrence. But, you know, the title for me um, is in Celtic's hands. And now we just push on to win um, hopefully a treble now this season. That's going to be a massive... Listen, nobody's taking anything for granted, Lawrence. The talk all week, like what Liam says, is going to be about how close they are. It was only 3-2. What if, what if, what if Morelos had scored and all this kind of stuff? But yeah, I think when you look at it... Yeah, I bet they have. I bet they have. Yeah, yeah but he was claiming it was a handball the build-up to Celtic's goal. The pictures right. clearly show there wasn't. You know, it's an assist by Jota, but he's trying to clear it was off Jota's hand. Deluded doesn't cover it. You know, they've obviously went in and thought we need to come out with a story why we get beat. Oh, mythical handball. And listen, I think Brown got came from Jordan. He's retired McGregor as a keeper. Don't know why McGregor doesn't even dive in and try and get it ball, but it looked like he's towing a caravan. He's retired, he's finished after that. I mean, that's ridiculous attempt to, to try and you know keep that ball out. Uh, the, the league's over. It's ticking off games, but it's, you know, we've been ticking off games since Christmas. All right. You know, there's a delicious irony to it, though, isn't it? That on Easter weekend, uh, you know, two Rangers centre-backs are going to get absolutely crucified tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's the best way to finish it. We're 12 points ahead. We're going to win the league, and it's all great in the Axrom camp. I'll tell you one last thing. If you do fancy winning this, we were talking about Joe Hart earlier. This is a signed and framed Joe Hart jersey. Um, you will be put into the prize draw simply by buying a ticket to come and see John Hartson with a Celtic state of mind at the end of this month. Tickets are underneath this video. So come along, get involved in the Axon live experience. Big Lawrence will be there. Quite a few of us will be there. I'll be on the stage talking to the big man himself. And that's going to be a bit of a weekend because that is the semi-final weekend. And that's the Saturday night semi-final being on the Sunday. Uh, so simply by buying a ticket, you're in the prize draw. Um, why not do that tonight while we're celebrating? Um, listen, 1,100 strong on a live stream, both at halftime and at full time. Sorry I didn't get through more of your comments, but uh, we do appreciate every single one of them. Go out and have a great night, every single one of you. Thank you to Kevin, Liam and Lawrence for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.